Welcome to Regeneration Studio. I'm Katerina Jabeur and this is another narrative journey into creative business ideas and how they transform individuals and communities. The UK has recently had its longest ever spell of sunny weather in recorded history. It happened to be the week I took some time off. That same week I noticed a marked change and resurgence of life in Yarm. Yarm is a picturesque Georgian market town that has been awarded English Rising Star High Street 2019. At the time the award was granted, the Stockton South MP, Matt Vickers, celebrated the news in what was the original Sunday's artisan ice cream premises, now known as Treats. The award is normally given based on a community's entrepreneurial drive, their commitment to grow their economy and find innovative solutions to modern day challenges. Sunday's is a prime example of one of these businesses. During that glorious last week in May, there was a queue at the shop selling the Sunday's artisan ice cream almost every day. And I stood in that queue twice. Today, I have with me, in my virtual studio, the founder of Yam's irresistible handmade ice cream, Caroline Gregory. This is going to be one of those mouth-watering episodes where we get to cool down in the midst of creamy tales about the mystery of Sunday's unforgettable recipe and their unique flavours. We'll also be considering whether small businesses should tap into the wholesale market or remain within retail. Welcome to the show, Caroline. Hi. To give our listeners an idea of who you are, imagine there's a film soon to be released called Sundays. Can you briefly introduce yourself in the style of a film trailer? Well, I'm from the Northeast, so I guess it would be a gritty northeast drama um maybe something like billy elliott or something like that you know but instead of me going down to the pits i'd be going down into my little making room <laughs> um it's not very glamorous so it wouldn't be some hollywood blockbuster but maybe a cross between billy elliott and a really good foodie film something you know where the maker she entices the the townsfolk with her lovely recipes of you know, of ice cream and her delicious uh, creations. So maybe uh, the ice cream version of <laughs> chocolat, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Part one, a tale of gelato in Yarm. You originally established the Sunday's Gelateria in 2014 in Yarm High Street. Your artisan ice cream's popularity has grown considerably since then, and it's not uncommon to see a queue snaking from the shop on warmer days. Yours is arguably one of the most popular ice creams in the area. Have you always worked in the food industry? What is your professional background? I've always worked in food of some kind. I actually uh, went to drama school in London and uh, obviously to uh, support my learning, I had to work. So I worked, I got an amazing job locally in Kensington in a tartary. 
I worked mm-hmm. for a Polish lady who had, um, uh, it was called Cafe Tart. And I just thought it was the most amazing creation because she had a savory tart and she had her sweet tarts. And obviously the sweet tarts just looked amazing. And then I worked in a pub on a nighttime which sold food. And, and then just throughout my sort of training and subsequent work after that, I, was, I just had to support my acting career with, uh, with working in restaurants and cafes. So yeah, always worked within food, but never really had a desire to have a career in it. And I lived in London for sort of 17 years. And when I, when I moved back up, I, I'm from Billingham, which is not far from Yarm. So moved to Yarm from London and just fell in love with the high street and immediately wanted to have a business there, you know, because I just, I kept thinking, what's missing? What can I bring? And slowly but surely started to realize that food works on the high street. You know, it's kind of one of the only businesses now that I think, apart from a few other things that does well or that can do well you know if if you do it well and it was my next door neighbor had an ice cream shop before we had it and I just got chatting to him and he was a bit tired out and a bit sort of wanted to move on with what he was doing and and we just took the opportunity and I thought wow okay so here we go it's going to be an ice cream shop but I, I knew I wanted it to be different I didn't want it to be the same as what was there before I wanted to bring my own creativity to it and my own you know what I would expect from a business on Yam High Street so that's kind of where it was born and then came the hard work <laughs> after that yes no that's really fascinating I actually never saw the previous ice cream shop there so can you maybe give us an idea of maybe three key differences that you wanted to bring the shop that was there before it was um they got their milk from um a a a dairy farm not far from here in darlington and their ice cream was very rich in obviously because it was uh, unpasteurized milk they were using from the cows directly it was a very heavy dairy product and obviously ice cream is dairy but as I started to go through my journey of learning, I wanted to bring more of an Italian gelato feel to it. Mm-hmm. And when I researched the differences between the recipes, I didn't want to have that country sort of farm feel to it. I wanted to have a more cosmopolitan offering. And I slowly but surely settled on a really nice gelato recipe, which is less fat and less sugar than uh, your traditional English British dairy ice cream so that's kind of one of the differences the other difference was I wanted to bring a little bit more creativity to it I wanted it to be a place that people could bring the grandkids and the kids and it'd be a bit special somewhere that you could remove yourself from everyday stresses and and really enjoy some family time because that that's important to me my children and, and having that time with them so and I also wanted to make it a bit more affordable because I thought their prices were a bit a bit on the steep side. But yeah, so I just made it a more family friendly place, basically. Yes. Like I say, for me, who's not seen the previous shop, it's an interesting comparison to have. And then just to know, how long did you stay in London? And was there any particular reason why you decided to come back to the northeast? Um, I was in London for 17 years. Um, obviously, I went down there to start a career in acting. Yes. Um, and I pursued that for a couple of years. And, and then I was obviously trying to, it's, it's very difficult, obviously, um, 
you know, you're, you're like a, a small tadpole in a huge ocean. Everyone's searching for work. And, and I very soon had to just take up other work. And then I got into other jobs um, and then more permanent jobs. Then I met, met my husband and he's from London and always loved the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a bit sort of deflated by city life as well so we made the decision and it was literally um, I had my third child in the August in the September and then we moved in the January um, with a view to doing something a bit simpler (laughs) but it uh, yeah it certainly didn't didn't pan out like that but (laughs) we are still here here 10 years later so something's worked Well, having grown up in a city myself, I understand that need for a simpler life. But of course, it's hard work to run a shop like yours. (laughs) Some of my listeners might remember my third episode that I did about the chocolate making workshops run by La Chocolatrice in Newcastle. And the story I told about my dad who bought us Belgium chocolates uh, whenever he returned from a business trip. Now, there's a similar story about my dad and ice cream which explains why to this day I absolutely love it. As a child, every Sunday followed more or less the same pattern. We went to church, returned home, then my dad went to the shop to buy the Sunday Times and a Magnum ice cream for each of us. Now, no Sunday would have been complete without that Magnum ice cream. Our favourite flavour was the mint flavour. And I still remember that smell of the newspaper as my dad spread it out on the kitchen table while eating this ice cream. Ice cream is one of those lovable and versatile food items that capture some of the most meditative moments. Often these moments are spent in company with those dearest to us and sometimes we enjoy them by ourselves. Being such a comforting treat, many different ice cream brands exist. Why did you choose ice cream? Like I say, I was looking for something to do on the high street and it was fate, you know, and I I do believe in fate. And I was actually, I've got a little story that kind of was really bizarre, but I was actually going to meet somebody to to get a franchise with them to Mm -hmm. to maybe start a franchise, an ice cream franchise. And when, when I was on my way there, I had the kids in the back and I said, we're going to try some ice cream and it's, um, it's going to be a really lovely afternoon, you know. We got a flat tyre on the way there and got stranded on on the motorway and subsequently had to cancel the appointment. And actually on the way home, the ice cream shop that was there was still open and I saw the lights on. I said, oh, come on, he's still open. You're going to get the ice cream after all. You know, we'll pop in and get the ice cream. And that's where the, the sort of conversation continued with my neighbour who was still working in there. and it just kind of flourished from there really and it just took on a life of its own and and I hadn't any idea how to make ice cream I didn't know how I would start but I'm a strong believer in we can do anything if we put our minds to it and and I just I quickly um, enrolled on a course at Reading University and I went there for a week a really intense (laughs) science-led course that um, at times was just completely and utterly baffling but I got there and and then met with some Italian flavor houses and and that's where it started really and now I have had lots of jobs in my life and but this just seems to be something that I'm I'm or I'm good at and I enjoy and I don't tire of 
So I guess, yeah, maybe that was my destiny, not acting, ice cream. <laughs> I've always had the impression from the first time that I've seen the Sunday's logo and all of that, that, it, that there's a very cinematic feel to it, actually. So that makes sense. <laughs> okay, um, that's good. <laughs> compared to other brands, what was your original vision for Sunday's? And what motivated you to make it into a reality? despite challenges that you might have faced? Again, you know, I, I believed I could do it. I think that's always a good starting point is that I, I, whatever hurdle I came to, I, 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 um, I, I had to get over it. I, I found a way around it. We were very lucky that a lot of things fell into place. And I've got to say a lot of this hard work is down to my husband as well. We, we were a team, you know, he gave up his job in London and, and we decided to work together which isn't always easy, but we, we got there. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just think enjoying it and hard work, it's not a fairy tale. It's actually really hard work. And there's days when you're just not feeling it and, and, you know, but you've got to go and you've got to deal with your staff and deal with your customers and deal with your stock and, and make sure you've got that beautiful display. And that was always my vision is that whenever anybody walked into the shop, they would have that, oh, wow, this is lovely, you know, like, and my ice cream display always had to be immaculate. You know, I didn't, I didn't want an ice cream out of place. It had to look amazing. Even when it was so busy outside, that was my main focus. The staff all knew that that had to look good, you know, and it's that, that whole thing that we eat with our eyes, don't we? And, and I think ice cream is very good at doing that because it, it is, it's, it's a lovely product to look at especially artisan ice cream yeah yes I can imagine and do you think that you were inspired in part by the Polish tart shop that you worked at in London with this kind of attention to the visual detail of your product yeah definitely she was she was a really big inspiration for me I actually got to know her um a couple of years for a couple of years and and she was a good friend of mine you know she I ended up managing the the shop for her on a weekend and 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 getting to know the chefs the Polish chefs that worked there but yeah but to be honest I do have that attention to detail that in everything that I do like in um you know in in my creative uh processes and outlooks and you know um so and I think that's important because, and that's what gets noticed and that's what makes you a good business person. I think that the businesses, if you look at the businesses on the high street, it's their attention to detail, like, you know, Mockingbird, Cloud Cuckoo, Strickland and Holt, you know, these independent, beautiful businesses that have flourished and they've been there a long time now. It's their attention to detail and their attention to detail, what they can bring to that customer. I'm only sad that, you know, it was for financial reasons that I gave up the, the retail side of it. But I do miss it. I do miss that, that kind of offering that creativity, yes. you know, to customers type mm-hmm. thing. So after the first successful 18 months of trading, Sundays quickly expanded their selection of flavours, which now exceeds 60, I believe. And this includes traditional flavours, vanilla, chocolate, and also some more adventurous options like parma violet, popcorn, and butter toffee. I mean, you change your flavours all the time, it seems. Your original shop offered more than just the ice cream. Your menu had waffles, pancakes, breakfast items, coffees, teas, milkshakes. 
You've already touched on some of the changes, however, that happened since your first expansion. Can you talk us through some of these changes? Well, I mean, I very quickly realised that financially we weren't going to survive if we just sold ice cream. It's very much a seasonal mm-hmm. product, although you do get your ice cream foodies that will eat it all year round. But generally, it's a hot weather treat, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, another hurdle is obviously the licensing that you have in, in, in these properties. You know, you've got to be careful of what you can sell and what you can't sell. So we just, it had to be something related to ice cream, cakes and coffees and things like that were already on the license luckily. So then I just elaborated that in the way that I made my own pancake, my own crepes and my own waffles and brought the Sundays to life, you know, so that it was the sweet treats basically. But then we applied for more of a kind of diverse offering on the on the license and it was accepted so we were able to do more savory food as well which to be honest kept us going you know in the four years that we were there it they kept us going financially so yeah I, I would love to have just done the sweet treats to be honest yes. but yeah so you more of a more of a sweet tooth than a savory tooth then <laughs> A bit of both, to be honest. I don't think any of us can live without our treats, no matter what, what, you know, we all like a bit of sugar. It's true. Why did you move out of retail into wholesale, which is what you are currently doing? And how does this affect what you offer customers? So, um, again, it was um, my lease was up at the shop and we had a decision whether to sign another five year lease. And Although it was, um, you know, it was a success, a massive success, it, it just, we were finding that the wholesale side of it was more of a success and that because we were artisan and because our product was fresh and it was different, um, a lot of the, the higher end restaurants were really interested in it and the, the sort of, you know, the chefs that are, are interested in serving the kind of more market food so we I tapped into that side of it me and my husband tapped into that and we we sort of we, we found that that was probably going to work better for us I had a space at home that I've renovated into a, a workshop professional workshop with all my machinery in. so that kind of took a lot of expense away um so then we just decided you know let's let's go for it and I think it was helped by the fact that um the lady who had the sweet shop in Yarm she was a couple of doors down she was interested in a bigger property, um, bigger premises, and and she decided that she would take on um, that that premises and turn it into treats. But she still wanted to use our ice cream, so I still had um, a spot on the high street where I wanted to be to be able to sell the product, which just was just fantastic, you know. So so yeah, it's it was like a dream come true to be honest. And you currently sell your ice cream to individual customers or only to for example restaurants and other businesses so yeah so it's um it's ice cream shops dessert shops um dessert parlors and then i do a lot of restaurants which obviously is is a year round because a lot of people in restaurants will eat ice cream you know and, and i do a lot of winter flavors and things that go good with winter winter desserts so um, and I've got I've made some really good chef friends and and they're you know they like the fact that we have that kind of relationship where they can call and say right I need this for tomorrow or can you do me a beret 
berry with a, I don't know, uh, an alcoholic mm. uh, bay, you know, and I can go, yep, yeah. you can pretty much put anything into ice cream um, as long as you get the balance right, it, it'll hopefully work. So yeah, I think that's what the, you know, having that relationship with the chefs and, and the fact that they um, know that they can sort of add that to their menu last minute is, is, is a good, good relationship to have, you know. Yes. Party the craftsman of ice cream. What started as flavoured ice in ancient China later developed into a creamier texture when it was combined with dairy and rice pudding in 200 AD. It was in Italy and France where ice cream gained widespread popularity and became something of an art as more and more flavours were invented. It is now available almost anywhere in supermarkets. But not every town can boast that they have their own artisan ice cream maker. So what is the difference between a tub of ice cream in a supermarket and your ice cream? Well, I think the main difference, firstly, is the age of it. You know, my ice cream is is made that day, that week. It's very rarely sold. In fact, I don't really like to sell it if it's been made a month, you know. Ice cream, I mean, I don't want to criticise any supermarket ice cream because you can get some really delicious, obviously, your Magnum ice creams are very delicious. Um, There is some amazing um, brands that are out there now doing, you know, the vegan flavours and and all kinds of different flavours. So I don't want to criticise that, but it's just, I I would guess, I would say that the freshness of it Mine's an Italian gelato, which you don't kind of get very often. You know, it's, it tends to be a lot of heavy dairy ice creams that you get in the supermarkets. And mine has, it just has five ingredients. It's got your sugar, your cream, your milk. I use a little bit of dextrose, which is a sugar. And then it has a stabilizer, which is a natural stabilizer, just so that obviously it does give it a little bit of longevity if you need it. But that's it. And it's all natural products and flavors. So I'd say that's probably the main difference, you know. Okay. And then when we refer to something as artisan, it usually means handmade by an expert craftsman. Now, when we talk about ice cream, making it is a type of craft as the process is very involved and can be tweaked to produce different textures, as you've mentioned, perhaps with the ingredients that you use and also create different flavours it all comes down to the recipe. For example, when asked about their original ice cream, Ben and Jerry described the chunky bits as what made it so popular. Can you tell us more about your ice cream making process? I know you've mentioned the five ingredients, but what is your ideal ice cream texture and how do you decide on your flavours? I'm very heavily involved with a lot of um, Italian flavour houses where I get my flavours from. In fact, almost everything now to do with gelato is, is, it comes from Italy. You know, the machinery, your flavours, and they have some amazing Italian chefs that I've worked with that come to my to my little house in Yarm and my little workshop. And and it's, and I feel very overwhelmed sometimes that they're there, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think my, my texture with, with gelato, and the machinery involved, it's churned a lot slower than an original like uh, ice cream. So it, you have a more denser texture to it. Um, I don't want to be too sciencey, but then uh, because it's got less sugar and less fat, 
with gelato, it's meant you're meant to have the, the taste of the ice cream. So if you're having a strawberry ice cream, you're meant to get more of the strawberry flavor rather than that creamy ice cream flavor, if that makes sense. So that's kind of what I look for is that are you, are you getting that flavor burst? Are you getting that flavor when you taste it? Which can be difficult sometimes because some of the flavors obviously you lose because of the, 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 the fats in it, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, I work, I work hard. I mean, I've, 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 I've been on lots of courses and I'm, I, I'm very lucky to have contacts that I can go and they'll, well, the chefs will work with me one-to-one, mm-hmm. you know, I've made balsamic vinegar, sorbet and avocado ice cream. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's exciting. It is, it is it's good. Enjoy it. <laughs> yes. I mean, just reading up before now, about the whole process of how to make ice cream. It's absolutely fascinating and thinking you can do anything with it. So you mentioned the churning. For listeners, this is the process, I think, where you let some air into the ice cream. So if it's done slower, what kind of texture does that create? So it's it's more of a, le- a less airy texture. Less, so okay. Yeah. So basically what happens is I have a machinery that pasteurizes the product, which makes it into a nice emulsion. So I have a big pasteurizer that does that. And then this is where the artisan style comes into it because you have to, then you have to draw off your liters of of milk Mm -hmm. and then you flavor it by hand. And then it goes into what's called a batch freezer, a small little freezer that churns it. And then it brings it out at at a, like a cold temperature. And that's, that's where you have your ice cream. And then obviously the artisan style is where you build up in the tray mm-hmm. and you're going to have your swirls oh, and, your, you know. yeah. and then it goes into a blast freezer to shock it into keeping the shape and then you decorate it and do whatever you want with it. So that's kind of, that's what I wanted to achieve, that kind of look, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. it looks great in the cabinet, in the shop. It's fascinating. So sometimes smaller businesses and you have mentioned this already, bring the most life to a town, especially the ones who really pay attention to what they offer customers and the details. It is those businesses who really bring something unique that make a town what it is. How has Sundays contributed to life on the high street? I just think that, you know, when you walk down any little high street, like the the beautiful one we have, whether you live there or whether you're a visitor, you know, it's always lovely to be enchanted by the independent shops and, and their, the creativity they bring to it. When I started Sundays, I, I had a little bit of that imposter syndrome. Like I, I didn't believe that it would, you know, be as successful as, as it has been. And I always doubted that, you know, I wanted to work harder because I wanted to make it even better. And I wanted to, the decor had to be right and the staff had to be right. And, you know, so I guess having that, it does make you work a bit harder. So I always wanted that person walking by, whether they came in to buy something or not, to stop and go, wow, what's that? And look at that on the window. Or, oh, look, you know, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of what I wanted. And, and, my creative side, I wanted to come out. My husband, obviously, <laughs> he's the one with the business head and say, you need to get your head out the clouds and we need to start making some money, you know, because ultimately it's a business and, and, you know, if you can't pay your rent and you can't pay, not that we couldn't, we did make money from it, but, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it has to all go hand in hand, you know, you, you're there to make some money and, 
and do it right so yes of course do you think you had a, a wider influence on businesses in the area through your what you offer them for example the restaurants do you think it's kind of changed their perception of what they can offer their customers I think ultimately, I mean, a couple of the restaurants that I make for, they actually advertise that it's Sunday's Mm -hmm. ice cream. And it's very rare that you get a customer that doesn't want to advertise it as as Sunday's ice cream, you know, Um, which I completely get. And I don't pressure anybody into saying that it's my ice cream. At the end of the day, I'm a wholesale provider now. And and whether they say they've made it themselves or whatever, it's not, it's none of my business, you know, Mm -hmm. but it does, it, it is lovely that I get that recognition that, you know, that these businesses are happy to, to say that it is because hopefully it then does bring a certain, you know, also familiarity for people that have been to the shop yeah. and tasted it and, and enjoyed it. It brings mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, we'll have the, the ice cream because it's from Sundays, you know. So, yeah, that is that is nice. Definitely. And then just for listeners who have perhaps never tried Sunday's ice cream, I can definitely say from experience that the flavours are really vibrant if, I can describe it that way. You can taste, if it says it's palma violet, that's what it tastes like. And now everything makes sense as to why your flavors are so distinct. (laughs) Part three, the artisan's style of life. Regardless of what you offer, there is so much competition out there. And being an artisan and running an independent shop is already challenging. Now, following the pandemic and lockdown, this has become even harder, I think. What are some of the challenges that you faced as an independent shop and more recently as a wholesale retailer? So if I just go back to the retail side of it, obviously, Yarm was always a very peculiar place to have a business because you could never predict your day in Yarm. It was... If it was sunny, you'd expect to have a really busy day, but some some sunny days people would go to the beach and you'd be quite quiet. Mm-hmm. And then on a, on a rainy after, Saturday afternoon, your shop would be full of of people and it, you know, it'd just be completely bizarre. You'd think, where have these people come from? It's raining, you'd think they wouldn't be out. But you know, so in that respect, you could never call it with, um, with Yarm. I had a nightmare with my staffing situations because I'd look at the um, weather forecasts and be like, oh, it's going to rain on Saturday, so I'll just get two staff in. And then we'd be really busy, you know. But, but that, and and that, was, that was the challenge and it was, and it was exciting, you know. But obviously, yeah, you have a good footfall on Yarm High Street, but it, it's, it ends at a certain time of the day. And, and it also on certain days of the week, it wasn't great, you know. So that was the challenges with the retail. And then obviously with the wholesale, I'm running a business from home and I've got three children. And although two of them are teenagers now, you know, it, it, they weren't always teenagers. So it has been a challenge being a mum and, you know, running a business. But with the lockdown... Um, obviously I didn't work for the first six to seven weeks of the lockdown and then obviously you have to get creative you have to move on and get yourself out of the mire and say right what can I do now that is going to keep me going what's going to what what am I going to do to keep this business going so I I then quickly sort of thought well people are at home I can deliver to their homes which I'd never done before and I got a massive response from that, which was just fantastic. And I'm, I'm completely overwhelmed and over the moon with, with the response I've had. 
And then obviously some of the places have opened for takeaways. So I have started making now for those places that are delivering. So it's, it's, it's good. I don't have the financial pressure that I had, obviously, but I, I do have a member of staff that was on furlough. She's now come back. Um, one of my lovely girls who used to work in the shop for me. So yeah, it's, it certainly has had its challenges and I sleep above my making room. So the sound of the machines all night can sometimes drive me crazy, especially if I don't hear a machine come on. I think, why hasn't that come on? And I'll just lie awake thinking, please come on, please come on. I don't want to go downstairs, but yeah, it's a, it can be a Addison's lifestyle. (laughs) Completely. I live and breathe it. Yeah. Sunday's ethos is all about fun, family and freshness. This is communicated vividly through your image and a playful 60s ice cream parlour vibe. Where does the inspiration for your ethos come from? And how can these three values, the value of fun, family and freshness, have a positive impact on our lives? Um, well, I think we're all we all search for that little bit of time out, don't we? We, we? You know, before coronavirus, we all had these manic lives and, you know, trying to fit everything in for me, especially in my husband and a lot of my friends. It's been it's been a challenge, you know, and I think it's been a welcome uh, stop for us you know this although it's not ideal business for businesses but I've certainly enjoyed spending more time with my kids but the the ethos it came from you know that I enjoy going out to places with my kids I like being in a clean environment when I'm eating I like to have something to look at when I'm in the restaurants and and cafes and fun things on the wall and you know uh, I love friendly staff and having a chat with the staff and so that's kind of where it came from and I think that my colour schemes and things like that were always very playful. So it attracted the children, but but then it also had a sort of nostalgic feel for adults as well, you know, like it, it, you're thinking about your childhood and the places you would like to go. And so, so that's kind of where it came from. And you just have to, you know, keep up with the trends. I, I, I read about a lot what's going on in Italy and, and the States and new flavors and I've got a lot of friends around the country who have ice cream places and we share recipes and you know so it's it's a a nice industry to be involved in and who doesn't smile at ice cream you know it's very rare I can count on one hand the amount of let's say um unhappy customers (laughs) (laughs) that's great so the ancient Greeks flavoured their ice with honey and wine, making it into a delicious treat. They also believed that it was good for health in a way. Well, ice was good and helpful way. They said that ice livens our life juices and increases our well-being. In a world yeah. in continual flux about nutrition, what we should and should not eat, where does ice cream stand in general? And what is your particular take on it? Um, well, I'm, all, I'm a big believer in everything in moderation. I, I go through fads, healthy fads myself. But I just, I think it's, it, it's definitely something that even, I don't let my children have it, by the way, very much, because mm-hmm. obviously I want to keep them healthy as well. But if I say the kids can have some, especially my youngest daughter, she just gets so excited, you know, still, and that's my own product. But I just think, yeah, everything in moderation. And, and if it brings a smile to someone's face, especially 
at the moment you know I know a lot of uh, mums that are contacting me saying you just made my son's you know lockdown he can't go to school he can't see his friends but he can have his salted caramel ice cream and you know so I think yeah it's a treat isn't it yes and I think it's great that you have paid attention to kind of like decreasing the amount of sugar and so forth in your particular ice cream and still retain that delicious flavor yeah I I mean I've always been conscious when I opened the shop I didn't want any artificial colors Mm. I didn't want the blue candy floss I didn't want the um you know anything that that would stay in a child's lips or stay Mm. in their tongue I was really Mm. against I wanted it to be as natural as 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 possible you know and, and as few products in it as possible I've had a lot of pressure to bring the blue ice cream in and I have found a natural product. It's like a seaweed dye that they use in it. So I do do a candy floss now that's blue, but yeah, I was always very conscious of that because of my own children. I've always been very conscious of what goes in their mouth and you know, what they eat and what they drink. And so, so yeah. And I think that's a, that's another kind of selling point. Really. There was a lot of mums that are like that around here and they, and they, they wanted something that was a bit more clean yes you know yeah I think it's really really great thank you for joining me today Caroline it's been fascinating learning about your journey and how you make your ice cream before we go I have a few quick questions to round up the show first question what is the most recent film or series you watched podcast you listened to or book you read strangely I haven't really been reading very much in the lockdown I don't know why because I'm, I'm usually I love the reading but um and what, what have I got yeah I've got a few books on my bedside table nothing too uh, exciting but I haven't really read very much I've loved watching you know Netflix and all the all the kind of programs but normal people on BBC I definitely rate that very very good program right. and I'm watching Gangs of London at the moment on uh, on now tv which is fantastic yeah Great. I'll have to check those out. What important truths do very few people agree with you on? I think, like I said before, the the fact that I honestly believe that you can do anything. If if you really put your mind and and, and hard work behind it, you can do anything Uh, as a woman, as a a businesswoman, as a mum as a wife, you know, I strongly believe in that. But I also, I lost my dad when he was very young. He was only 46. And, and that, and that brings, it brings something to your own life that you know that you're not here forever. So I try and be very much uh, live in the moment and, you know, bring as much excitement to my life and my kids' lives as I possibly can. So I know that can't, you know, can't always be the case for everybody, but I, I do certainly try and do that. And tell us about the biggest challenge you have overcome in your life. Uh, I think my dad's death. I was pregnant at the time without getting morbid. But, um, but, but you know, I, I, I celebrate the fact that um, I have lots of memories of my dad and, and I think he, I am like him and he was a worker and he was, uh, you know, he was, he was always very positive and optimistic about things and would say, come on, we can do it, you know, we can do it. And so I get that from him. So although it was hard, I've come out the other end and and realised that, you know, you can turn the negatives into positives without a doubt. Um, Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. And then 
When lockdown has been completely lifted, what is the first place or country that you will visit? I think I'd like to go to Spain, you know. A, a short flight. I mean, we, I, I've been looking to like explore quite the southern parts of Spain over the last couple of years, and I'm just pining for that little square in in the lovely whitewashed mm-hmm. village, you know, sit and drink a lovely cold glass of wine and and uh, watch the world go by. Yes, roundabout. Although, Sorry. Although I was going to say we've had some beautiful weather, and I have been doing that in my garden mm-hmm. <laughs> over the last. I know. Of we've been really lucky. I think. And then lastly, what advice would you give to someone wishing to either start a career in ice cream, whether this is opening a shop or making ice cream, or just someone looking to perhaps open their own retail business? I think you you mustn't underestimate how hard it is. And, and I don't mean to put people off, but everybody I speak to who's got, who has their own business, their independent business, you know it's that same thing I didn't realize how hard it was going to be you know there was a lot of challenges a lot of I mean I I knew very little about running a business and running a lot I had a lot of staff as well you know and that was a big challenge so but then again you know you can do anything you can absolutely do anything and so don't be put off by the, the obstacles you just need to get to get around them great thank you once again Caroline you're very welcome if you would like to find out more about Sunday's Artisan Ice Cream, visit their website at sundaysyam.co.uk or you can find them on Instagram or Facebook at sundaysyam. The weather is sunny again and guess what? I'm running an ice cream competition. Can you come up with an original ice cream flavour? One that you always thought would make a great ice cream. I will create a competition Facebook post and all you have to do to enter is comment your flavour. Think outside the box, be creative. And if yours gets picked, you stand the chance to win a tub of your favourite Sunday's ice cream. Full details will be posted in the show notes and on all my social media channels. So be sure to follow me. And don't forget, if you enjoyed this narrative journey, please subscribe and kindly spread the word by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I am really passionate about supporting small businesses in my area and would like to share their stories with as many people as possible. But I do need your help. Please share this podcast episode and give me a thumbs up on social media. I hope that you will join me next time for more narrative journeys into creative business ideas.